we're going to get in uh, right into our message today, and um, <clears throat> we're going to get down um, uh, to, uh, as the saying goes, to where the rubber meets the road this afternoon, uh, something that's very vital and important to us that we should really give a lot of consideration to. The Lord has been uh, impressed this, uh, this word upon me um, a few weeks ago. And um, uh, I've uh, kind of had it on the back burner and uh, waiting until I felt in my spirit that God wanted me to deliver it. And uh, we're going to try by the grace of God to get that across. Amen. This afternoon. Hallelujah. Now, there are two, two scriptures that we're going to be using uh, uh, for our text. And um, if you... Um, have a hard time finding the scriptures in your own personal Bible, you might want to um, look up on the screen as he put it up on the screen because both these scriptures are are short and uh, I'll be, uh, it'll be kind of quick and I don't want you to miss uh, uh, what they are. We're going we're gonna to read a scripture in the New Testament, then we're going to go immediately to the Old Testament to read another scripture uh, for our scripture reference. Where, uh, and um, I'm going to go ahead and let you know first before we read what I'm going to be talking to you about. And I'm going to be asking you a question today. I'm going to be asking you a question in this, in this message. Uh, and that question is this, whose voice is speaking in your life? Whose voice is speaking in your life? We're going to go to 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, and then Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 23. 1 Corinthians 14 and 10 and Isaiah 28 and 23. I'm going to have to kind of hit the ground running so I can have time to get this message through today. 1 Corinthians says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. He said, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. Then Isaiah 28 and 23 God said, give ear and hear my voice. Give ear and hear my voice. Listen and hear my speech. Let's pray. Lord, as we come to you today, I'm asking for your anointing to rest upon me one more time to be able to deliver this word today. God, as you would see fit today, speak to our hearts right now in the mighty name of Jesus, and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name that the church say. Amen. You can be seated. <laughs> I thank the Lord that I am feeling a, a whole lot better, but I'm still um, I'm battling some things that's wanting to hang on. So I still covet your prayers as I minister uh, uh, this afternoon. Whose voice is speaking in your life? If you have never thought about that, I suggest that you take the time to give it some thought. To take some time to give it some consideration. Because ever how you answer this question uh, uh, could, could mean where you spend eternity. Amen. It's that significant and that important. Whose voice is speaking in your life? If you ever go to a crowded mall... You can step to the side somewhere in that mall and close your eyes. Just close your eyes to the surrounding and listen. You will hear voices of all kinds coming from every direction. There will be deep voices. There will be high-pitched voices. He didn't even shake my hand. There will be cries of babies that you will hear. And then you will even hear foreign voices of which you can't distinguish. You're going to make you want to say, I thought I was in the U.S. of A., but I'm wondering. On a recent trip to the uh, downtown arena church trip, we got together, a few did, to go and watch uh, the Predators uh, uh, play. And uh, I thought we was getting good prices and I found out why when we got there, I climbed and climbed and climbed. 
And you talk about in the nosebleed section, that's where we wound up. I mean, I felt like if I just stepped out, I could fly. You know, we were, we were way up there. But that place was packed, filled, filled with thousands of people, thousands of spectators, and all with different kinds of voices, some of which I didn't care if I heard or not. There were some guys two or three rows up of even above a little bit higher than me that was coming out with languages and stuff that I just frankly didn't care to listen to. Uh, and uh, But they were when you get that many people together, you can hear all kinds of voices. Now, as I preach to you and minister to you about many kinds of voices this afternoon, I do not allude to the kinds of speech or languages in the world. When I say whose voice is speaking in your life, I'm not referring to what kind of speech or what kind of language in the world, but rather I would have you to understand that when I say voices in this message, I am referring to opinions, influences, and advice which come, which become the voices we allow to speak in our lives. How many follow me thus far? Hallelujah. The scripture that I read from the Apostle Paul's writing to the Corinthian church declared there were many kinds of voices in the world. Now, if you read all down through there in, in the context, he, he was, um, in that context, he was talking about the uses of speaking in tongues and, and all those things in the church and everything. But this one voice here in verse 10, when he said there's so many kinds of voices in the world, all these voices desire to speak to you. Amen. They uh, are to have you receive instruction, knowledge, and wisdom from their point of view. Amen. Uh, but where their point of view come, coming from is a question that you should always put into the mix when you are making decisions which will affect your destiny. Hallelujah. When you're allowing a certain kind of voice to speak into your life, you better take the time to consider their point of view and where their point of view is coming from because that makes all the difference in the world. Amen? It makes all the difference in the world. Whose voice is speaking in your life is vital and crucial to your overall spiritual, mental, and even physical welfare. There are voices speaking in the lives of virtually everyone here in this church house today that should not have a voice in your life. Every one of us sitting here today, you have had voices speaking in your life that should have no say-so at all in your life. Simply because the source of their voice is worldly, carnal, or even sometimes satanic. God said in Isaiah 28 and 23, Give ear and hear my voice. Listen and hear my speech. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, church, if the voice speaking in your life doesn't originate with God, you better shut it out, turn it off, and plug up your ears. If you want to be right with God, His voice and those who know it are the only ones you should hear. Hallelujah. Now, although I look at my, my notes and look at the time, I say I don't have time, but I'm going to take time in this because God is really impressing this upon my spirit. And if I have to carry this message further the next week, we'll do so. But we're not going to cut no corners because this is so important today. There are many kinds of voices for you to listen to and hear in this day and age that we're living in. They come from every direction, from every point of view. And we listen to those voices and we allow them to speak into our lives with not giving consideration to where the source of that voice is actually coming from. 
The first point that I want to share with you this afternoon, I want to talk first about the voices of peers and contemporaries. Is it all right if I preach a little bit? Hallelujah. The voices of peers and contemporaries. We all have friends, associates, buddies, whom we have known for years. Maybe even we've grown up with some of these folks. We have a circle of people that we interact with on a daily basis, whether it be on the job, in our community in which we live, or at the place that we just go to unwind and relax. I mean, it could be a fishing buddy, a bowling partner, or the shopping friends at the mall. No matter what the association they all have the potential to be a strong voice speaking in your life. Hallelujah. And they have been known to change your opinion about things. Lead you into areas and situations that you would never have gone on your own. Hallelujah. Now, if you were honest and look back over your life, it was one of those peers. It was one of those friends. It was one of those buddies who got you to take that first smoke off the cigarette. It was one of those people in your life, one of those voices speaking that you allowed to speak into your life who got you to take that first drink of alcohol. It was one of those peers, one of those contemporaries, one of those friends, one of those best buddies, amen, who handed you that first roll of weed. I'm preaching whether you realize it or not. Hallelujah. Some house, at some house's wife's girlfriend, some, some housewife somewhere, her girlfriend got her to clubbing on Friday night, which led to the breakup of her marriage and home. Hello, somebody. All these were voices that you allowed to speak in your life which messed up your life and headed you down a dead-end street. Oh, hallelujah. There are all kind of voices, the Bible said, in this world. And they all are significant in one way or the other. But all of those voices that wants to speak in your life that's trying to draw your attention, they don't always have your better attention in mind. And you know what? Some of these people that I'm talking about, they're not really bad people. I'm not telling you that there are people who are bad. They could be, amen, right there in your close inner circle. Somebody that you eat lunch with every day on the job or, or something like that. But because, because you have made a change in your life and you've decided to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and to make Him your Lord and Savior, I'm here to tell you, folks, there are just some people, whether they're your best friends or not, you don't need to be getting their opinion and advised when you're searching for an answer. Now I had, and I'll and I'll say this, and she's uh, 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 my daughter and everything. Uh, but uh, in when 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 Jennifer was younger, uh, she went through a she went through a stage that uh, you know every time she wanted to make a decision. She was always going to somebody to ask somebody's opinion who, did, who wasn't in the church, who didn't have the Holy Ghost. Amen. And a person like that don't have, have a slight and from here to the moon of how to give you the correct answer. You don't need to let nobody, if you're a Holy Ghost, blood-bought, spirit-filled child of God, you don't need nobody speaking, amen, opinions in your life, amen, if they're not led by the Holy Ghost, because I don't care how good a friend they are, they will lead you down a dead-end street. Hallelujah. Whoop, 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 it's the truth anyhow. 
glory. But you know how it is. We've been hanging out for a long time. We've been through a lot. And that's all right. That's well, well and good. But there's been a change made in your life. You're trying to serve God now. You're trying to live for God. And the direction and the voice that you need to be following needs to originate from God. And if they're not saved and spirit-filled, it's not going to originate from God. It's going to come from a worldly opinion. Or it could come from a God, godless opinion. It could come from a carnal opinion. And it could even be satanic in origin. We have to be careful of what kind of voices we allow to speak in your life. Hallelujah. I remember those good friends coming to me. They were good enough friends that they knew that even though I was a teenager, uh, I was a teenager and I was still in high school, they, they was a close enough, good enough friend, they knew that this fella had already started preaching. They knew they were close enough to me that they knew that I would that I would go out and I would be conducting youth revivals and, and and doing things in the church in the kingdom of God. They was close enough to me that they knew that. But some kind of way they still didn't have a problem to say, let's go down here to the liquor store and get us uh, a bottle of uh, of wine tonight. They didn't have a problem when they pulled out their Marlboro to flip one over. You want one. Hallelujah. Amen. I can remember well one fella as I was walking out of the place that I was working one night going to, uh, and I, I, I thought that they were sitting in, in his truck just, um, just smoking a cigarette because I could see some smoke coming up from the side. And he hollered at me, and, he, and, and this is how he addressed me. Come on, preacher. That's what everybody called me. Get in and sit down. So I get in and sit down. And as soon as I sit down in that truck, uh, I could smell there wasn't no Marlboro. And even though this was a friend, a peer, who knew me well enough to call me preacher, yet... Sad thing about it. More people, more people will give in to those voices than there will be people that will shut them out. Sometimes it may be because you want to be friends with everybody. Maybe you don't you want to be popular. Maybe you don't. Yeah, I mean, you you want you you want to, people to look at you and think that you're cool and all that. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. That kind of lifestyle and everything about it and everything you represent it will not take nobody to nowhere but destruction. Hallelujah. Whose voice are you allowed speaking into your life? Now, we're going to get tight here. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, no Holy Ghost-filled woman has got any business sitting down in front of the one-eyed devil. And I, I don't even know what, what, the, what the names of some of them are today. But uh, I do remember some of them I've heard in the past. Uh, but you don't have no way, you don't have no right in the world, no reason in the world to sit down, amen, and let, let some of those jokers on days of our lives or as the world turns or the young and the restless sit there and speak to you. After all, they're not young. They're just restless. And if you allow them to speak to you, that restlessness will get off on you. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Brother Sammy, do you think that a Christian shouldn't listen to just some good old 
country music because I don't believe that a Holy Ghost man or woman should be sitting around singing, there's a tear in my beard, that's why. Lord and God, I'm going to preach to you today whether you want to hear it or not. It's the truth that you have, and it's time that we stop playing around with God because too many people are dying and going to hell. Why in the world, if I'm a Holy Ghost-filled person, would I want to get in my car, turn on my radio while I'm cruising down the boulevard and listen to songs like, If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. All the time. I got a newer, I got a newer model school bus. So we got a, I got a radio on there, and uh, Mr. Sam, Mr. Sam, why, why did they tell y'all that 101? FM is banned from being played on metro school buses. I don't understand that. Why? Well, number one, whether or not metro had banned it or not, it still wouldn't be played on my bus. Because all you, just about all you hear, amen, is filthy language. And women bashing. With the B word here and the B word there. Oh, but that's music. No, that's not music. That's just plain old trash and garbage. I don't care how you want to cut it up and slice it. It's still trash and garbage. Hallelujah. People's lives are hurting. Families have been busted up all because of that crowd. And then you want to turn around and get mad at the man of God because he got a little enough courage to stand up and tell you about it. Whose voice is speaking in your life? Amen. Our minds... Now, I know, I know Brother Joseph, he's really, he's really sold on them Apple computers and them Macs and iPads. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's the top of the line. That's the best. But I'm going to tell you, the top of the line computer it's not Mac. Or none of those is what God put in your head. Up here. And any computer, no matter what the name brand, the only kind of thing that you can get output is what you've had input in. And I'm here to tell you, you put garbage in, you're getting garbage out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus said that bitter water and sweet water will not come forth out of the same fountain. Hallelujah. Whose voice are you allowing to speak in your life? Hallelujah. Hmm. I've, got, I've got to go on. I'm, I'm going to move on. Hallelujah. The voices of peers and contemporaries. I want to read to you, and there's several verses of Scripture here, but I feel like i got to read them all. Out of Second Chronicles chapter 10, verses 1 through 11, and I'm going to read it quickly. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for to Shechem were all Israel come to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was in Egypt, whether he had fled from the presence of Solomon the king, heard it that Jeroboam returned out of Egypt. 
And they sent and called him. So Jeroboam and all Israel came and spake to Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now therefore, ease thou somewhat the grievous servitude of thy father and his heavy yoke that he put upon us, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Come again unto me after three days. And the people departed. And King Rehoboam took counsel with the old man that had stood before Solomon his father while he yet uh, uh, he yet uh, uh, lived, saying, "What counsel give ye me to return answer to this people?" And they spake unto him, saying, "If thou be kind to this people and please them and speak good words to them, they will be thy servants forever." But he forsook the counsel, listen to me now, he forsook the counsel which the old man gave him and took counsel with the young men that were brought up with him that stood before him. And he said unto them, What advice give ye that we may return answer to this people which have spoken to me, saying, Ease somewhat the yoke that thy father did put upon us. And the young men that were brought up with him spake this unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou answer the people that spoke um, uh, unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavy, but um, make thou it somewhat lighter for us, that thou shalt say unto them, Say this unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. For whereas my father put a heavy yoke upon you, I will put more to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Because of the voices Rehoboam allowed to speak in his life, the country was divided and the nation never united again. Solomon died. Rehoboam stepped up. And he had an opportunity to bring about some peace. People come to him and ask him. He first went to the older man, those that had been there and and, and, um, and gave advice to his his dad, Solomon. And they they gave him their advice. And then he called the younger guys his homies, his buddies, his peers, his contemporaries, those that grew up with him. You know how these young dudes are. You know, they got the strut when they walk. And they're those that are they're those that are six foot tall and bulletproof, you know. He says I tell you what, old buddy, old buddy, old friend of mine, you call them jokers back in. Tell them that your little finger is going to be thicker than your daddy's thigh. Your daddy may have chastised him with whips, but we, I'm not going to do that. I'm going, to, I'm going to chastise you with scorpions. Jeroboam got all the other people from Israel, the, uh, the kingdoms of the north. He says, to your tents, O Israel. Let's go. We don't have no part down here. We don't have no place. The nation of Israel was divided. And until this day, until this day, it never did come back together. Never did come back together. You see, he went to one and asked opinion, advice, and he went to somebody else. You know, there's a lot of folks that go, keep going to people and asking different people for advice and opinions until finally they'll find somebody who will agree with what they really want to do in the first place. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. I didn't finish my story about uh, Jennifer a while ago. That was one of the things about her. You know, she would, she'd go to this one, ask this one, ask this one. She'd come sometimes and ask me, and she would keep going and asking, asking everybody until she finds somebody to agree with her. There's a whole lot of people like that. Hello, somebody. Amen. What I'm trying to say is there are some voices 
that should have no place speaking in your ear and in your life. Hallelujah. They may come and give their opinion, but you need to you need to turn them around and send their opinion with them the same way that the same door that come out in, you need to send them back out. Because if you follow it, folks, it's going to bring about destruction. Hallelujah. Let me move let me move on. We'll get to the second part of this uh, before I close today. Peers, the voices of peers and contemporaries. And then secondly, let's talk about the voices, the voices of modern philosophy and thought. <laughs> now this right here places us where we're at today. The voices of modern philosophy and thought. The voices of philosophy and critical thinking in this post-Christian society, and whether or not you realize it or not, if you live in America, you're living in a post-Christian society. Hallelujah. Amen. We done got so far away from the things of God and the things and the, and, and the issues that this nation was founded on that they don't even come close to identifying with what it used to be. Hallelujah. The voices of today's philosophy and thinkers has become so twisted and void of anything godly that it has become almost impossible to hear a voice that has originated with God. Hallelujah. Even the pulpit... Let's talk about up here just for brief, briefly for a moment. Even the pulpit has become little more than a motivational, feel-good voice with no mention of sin, judgment, and the moral standards of right and wrong. Live your best life now! God loves you! Yeah, yeah, he does. He loves you enough that he died on a cross so you wouldn't have to go to hell and be lost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I think most people heard me long enough to know I'm not, I, I'm not one of them motivational type speakers. Hallelujah. When God called me, he called me to do one thing, and that's preach his book. Hallelujah. Amen. And if I'm not going to preach this, I don't care to preach at all. If I can't preach this wherever I go to preach, I don't need to be preaching there. Hallelujah. Because it's going to take what this says to save anybody and keep them out of hell. It's going to take this. Not modern thought and philosophy made up from men. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. I would to God that America would wake up and realize how we are being manipulated and raped by the political correct voices that we are giving credence to and authority while turning a deaf ear to the voices of reason and godliness. Hallelujah. Textbooks are now being written which undermines our Judeo-Christian heritage and values on which this nation was built. They are speaking to your children. They are speaking to your grandchildren and being a voice which could turn them away from your thoughts and your values. They are speaking junk in your kids' life when you're not there. They're speaking garbage through the textbooks that are being printed today that the textbooks alone, if they infiltrate their minds, could cause them to grow up and never turn to God. This is a dangerous situation, church. 
television programs and movies are intentionally being produced to quietly and seductively change America's perception of homosexuality, adultery, and morality in general. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just go through the television problem. I'll tell you what. There, there's not very much programming that I sit down and I watch anymore. And I'm amazed sometimes when I get around, even even when I get when I get on Facebook and I and I and I and I just kind of just kind of browse through and look through some profiles. I'm amazed at some of the favorite TV programs of some church people. Well, what do you mean, Brother Sammy? I mean, we got voices speaking in our lives that we don't have no business giving credence to. Call it entertainment or not, it's crap and it's garbage. And it will mess your mind up. Hallelujah. They're quietly producing. You see more and more of them all the time. They don't realize that they, they, can't, they can't change the former generation and the older people. So if they can indoctrinate the younger generation coming up by through what they write in textbooks and what they program, amen, on television programs and through the movies, they are subliminally, they are underneath the covers coming from the backside, changing the perception of homosexuality, adultery, and all these other things. God gave a warning for those who would glorify sin and unrighteousness and slander righteousness and godliness. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20, he said, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We are living in that day. We are living in that day. Hallelujah. And then we want to sit around and wonder why the whole world is falling apart. Hallelujah. We want, to, we, we want to analyze what in the world's going on. I tell you what's going on. The words of an old timey Pentecost song that, that, uh, that they used to sing years ago. I remember hearing when I was very, very young, one of the pioneers of the Jesus name message that, that, that baptized hundreds upon hundreds of people in the name of Jesus Christ, sang the old song and says, We've let down the bars. We've let down the bars. We've compromised with sin. We've let down the bars. The sheep's gone out and the goats have all come in. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's true, brother. Hallelujah. It amazes me how when the news media seeks to report on issues that they're going to go and ask opinions from Hollywood actors who played a role in some kind of movie, thinking that that makes them qualified to speak on issues that affect your life. Hallelujah. Yeah, go right ahead. You got a problem going on? Give Charles Sheen a call. Talk to him. Hallelujah. I guarantee you he'll tell you something different than what this fellow is right here. Come on, somebody. And hallelujah. Oprah's philosophy, which openly contradicts biblical teachings on so many things, is giving credence while those who speak according to the Word of God are maligned and ridiculed. Hallelujah. Whose voice is speaking in your life? I'm going to wrap this up. And listen to this, Pastor Closed. If you desire to keep a right standing with God, you need to have, number one, the voice of the Holy Ghost to guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. You have got to have the guidance of which the Holy Spirit can give you 
that will speak to you down deep inside and give you some true conviction that will get a hold of you and let you know that you're fixing to go wrong before you go. You need the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. And then also you need the voice of a prophet to warn you of actions and to equip you with knowledge concerning contemporary issues which face the church and your personal walk with God. Some of you may remember in the men's conference we went to what, what will happen when you cut off the voice of the prophet in your life. Hallelujah. King Herod, King Herod, because he wanted to party, The day came, remember, man? What did he have to do, brother? He had to pay the dancer. King Herod got his party together and got the dancer to come in. Hallelujah. Uh, now, I got a pretty good-sized belly, but I don't think that makes me qualified to do no belly dancing. It's probably something you wouldn't want to see anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 The time come that King Herod, he had to pay the dancer. And what did the dancer want? Give me the head of the prophet. Bring it to me. And when King Herod cut off the voice of the prophet, he no longer had a voice speaking in his life. Give him warning. Come on, somebody. Now, I'm telling you something. And if Brother Bobby talked earlier, he talked about some things not to magnify him. And I'm telling you the same thing. I, I'm, I'm not telling you something to magnify me, but it's the office. But I, I, I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care how much you speak in tongues and how much you love God. The book says you've got to have a pastor in your life. Yeah. Holy Ghost or not you will eventually wind up having a good chance of losing it, losing it if you don't have the voice of a prophet in your life. The five-fold ministry has got to have a voice in the body of Christ today. That's one reason why we got in Pentecost so many people over here and over yonder and over there. It's because they're not willing to submit to the voice of the prophet. And everywhere in the book it tells you that we need to be established. Established. Hallelujah. Our three children when they were growing up. Man, it was a it was a it was a battle. Sister Darling tell you this. Sunday mornings, Lord, to try to <laughs> try to get them get everybody ready and get to church. It, it was World War Three. Darling, get one ready. Sitting down right there, then she'd go for the next one. Sitting down right here, maybe on the couch in the living room. But then when she got the second one sit down right there, she looked and the first one was gone. Run down the first one, get the first one, re-straighten back up, set her, set her down, go over and try to get the third one. Finally, she'd get fed up, and she would tell them all three, y'all sit there, and you better grow roots. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Well, the problem with a lot of people... It's not they don't believe the Jesus name message. It's not that they don't believe Acts 2.38. But they've been running around for years, brother, and they still had not got established and still have no roots. 
you got to have roots to gain strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. You need somebody in your life that, that, that loves you enough to tell you the truth. It will not give you when you need an opinion or you need advice or you need counsel that they will, the counsel that they, you know that whatever they tell you is going to come from God's Word and whatever they tell you will work if you listen to it and you follow it. Whose voice is speaking in your life? All the majority—I I won't say all—but the majority of those jokers on TV are getting all in people put, piling in all that money, and they're flying around in Lear jets while you can't hardly get enough money to put gas in your tank to get across town. And what makes me so sick and upset is I look around and I see some of those same spirits creeping around in apostolic churches today. I'm going to tell you right now, I am not one of them name it and claim it, grab, blab it and grab it preachers. I'm not one of them that's going to tell you that you can get everything you want because it ain't going to happen, sweetheart, not in this life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We're going to have issues. We're going to have problems. Hallelujah. There are going to be times that we ain't going to have enough to get the ends met. But you know what? Amen. I'm going to love God anyway. I'm going to worship Him anyway. I've heard people brag and talk about, well, bless God. Amen. I never had my light shut off. Well, praise God. You praise God for it. But I can take you back into a time when we was going through and raising our our, our family in those days. I was a minister in the Word of God just like I'm ministering today. Although back then I was evangelizing, I was working sometimes two 40-hour week jobs trying to make ends meet, but had a child, amen, where I didn't have insurance. Amen. When Jennifer was born, spent the first month and a half and found about intensive care. Amen. Had a bill that was astronomical and I went for two and three days sometimes. Our electricity was cut off and we lived with candles and Darlene would get games for the kids to play. But you know what? We still worship God. We still gave him praise. I realize and know that just because that I serve God don't mean that my every little wit and wish will come to pass. Nowhere in the Word of God teaches that. And it's not just sometimes because you going through, amen, going through all kind of problems in this life. It's not because every time that you're disobedient to God or you're in sin or the devil is after you, there's just some things that you're going to have to face in life. Get over it! Praise God anyway! Worship Him anyway! And if you do, He'll see you through! voice is speaking in your life. Over 300 people through Alabama today they've lost their lives in those tornadoes Houses tore all the pieces. The whole city of Tuscaloosa just about wiped off of the map. And sis, I don't care what up the up fancy preacher gets up and head. You can't tell me that some of those people who lost their lives or had their mama killed or their daddy killed or their little baby snatched out of their hand by the tornado and, and found it in a pile somewhere. Amen. You can't tell me that some of them wasn't godly, Holy Ghost-filled people. 
Did it keep the tornado from coming? No. It, not all, it, it will not always do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whose voice is speaking in your life? Glory to God. Maybe you need to open up your book and let the voice of Job talk to you a little bit. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. We, I, I, what, I'm, what I'm preaching and, and teaching to you today is just practical Christianity and living for God. Hallelujah. Although the, the fruit tree will always bloom and blossom, and all the, everything will go just hunky-dory, yet I'm going to still praise God and I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to glorify Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Because I've come too far. I've come too far to lose my reward now. Just simply because my feelings get hurt. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. I'm going to analyze, and I'm fixing the clothes. I'm going to analyze every voice that tries to speak in my life. And I'm going. I'm going to first ascertain what source is coming from. And even though it might be a best friend, it could be a family member. If they're giving me bogus information, information that that's that's against the word of God or what the right thing to do, I'm sorry, Charlie. I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to tune it out. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you believe that today? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise, will you? Let's everybody stand together.